0: Blob Talk Radio I've been made in his image Burped by his spirit Stepping out upon it And grabbing hold of God's promise. Circumstances can't stop me, and neither will they block me. Today I feel unmovable. Nothing's impossible. So good morning everyone. This is Dawn Marie of the Process Three Nineteen Unleashed. I hope that everyone is having an absolutely wonderful, powerful morning. As you know I always we wake up we have a do over. So this is our do over Thursday. If we didn't get it right yesterday, the faithfulness and the grace of God allows us to do it over today. And each minute of every day, we get to do it over again. We get to recognize where we made our mistakes and do it over. But I also want to pray for those that are going to work this morning that are under the sounds of my voice. For those that are listening live and those who may be listening on demand later, we want to make sure that we... Pray for you and ask God to really be the honored guest in our uh, on the show this morning. So let's go ahead and usher in the presence of God and ask Him to bless this day. Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are and what you've done. We thank you, God, that you allowed us to wake up and have another day to get it right. Um, Every minute of every day, we have uh, a a time to get it right before you, to give you glory in all that we say and do. And if we have sinned or had the wrong attitude or responded in the wrong way, we have now the ability to do it over again. Your word is very true. It says if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. So, Father God, we thank you, Father, for what you've done and what you're going to do. We thank you, Father God, for coming in and cleansing our lives. We thank you that you're getting us to our destination safely for those who are driving to work. And for those who just may be listening on demand later, God, I just pray that you just minister to them right now in the name of Jesus. I pray that you just minister to them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, Father God, that you will just begin to answer their, their their situations when it comes to their healing and it comes to their finances and their family situations, Father God. Everything is not going to be rainbows and butterflies, but we believe in the God that creates the rainbows and the butterflies. So we know that you can turn all situations around, all situations uh, around for your glory and for your good. So we thank you, Pastor God, that we will constantly keep you as the big, as the majestic in our life, and not make our problems bigger than what you are. So, Father God, again, we thank you and praise you for allowing us to have another day to rest and bask in your presence. We thank you for allowing us to wake up in our right mind, our sound minds, and have all of our faculties and be able to breathe without oxygen and carrying different things, apparatuses around to help us function, we thank you that we can come boldly before your throne of grace and laying our petition down to you. So again, Father God, I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope you guys are having an awesome day. I I hope that you are enjoying the fact that this is our last week in October, the full week in October. By the time we In this week uh next time that we meet it will be november can you believe it oh my gosh i'm having a hard time believing that it's already november and we're getting ready for the holidays to come up upon us soon um we're going to jump into our study you know last week we began um, our study on the book of james we really want to understand know how to move through uh trials. And many of you have heard this before. It's nothing new. It's nothing deep as far as a lot of, you know, Greek and um, uh, definitions like that. We'll get into some, but we really want to keep this a practical application on how we go through different trials, how we walk out our relationship with God, walking out our faith each and every day. And last week, we started with the beginning and we're going to go ahead again and really looking at what it is that the trials are designed to do. And uh, I wanted to go back and jump on some areas that we really didn't have time to talk about last week. So get your Bibles. I'm reading again from the Amplified version this week. Uh, You know, I like to use different Uh, versions to give the flavor to give the understanding and I'll use a a number of different ones and I recommend that you do the same so that we can really see the flavor in the words that different uh, translations use on what the original text was saying. So grab your Bible and we're just going to go through the first couple of verses and um, just kind of see how far we, we get this morning. So James chapter one, we're going to go through a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes scattered abroad among the Gentiles in the dispersion. Greetings, rejoice. Consider it hopefully joyful, my brethren, whenever you are enveloped in or encountered trials of any sort or fall into various temptations. Be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith bring out endurance and steadfastness and patience with no defects, lacking in nothing. If any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the giving God who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly without reproaching or fault finding, and it will be given to him. Only it must be in faith that he asks, with no wavering, no hesitating, no doubting. For the one who wavers, hesitates, doubts, is like the billowing surge and uh, out at sea that is blown hither and thither and tossed by the winds. So I want to go and look at um, um, Romans again, chapter five. Because it's very, very uh, parallel to understanding our attitude and our response in faith or our response to trial. We went over it last week, uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 3. Let's start with uh, verse 2. Through him also, we have our access, entrance, introduction by faith into this grace, state of God's favor, in which we firmly and safely stand, and let us rejoice and exalt in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. Moreover, let us also be full of joy now. Let us exalt and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship produce patience and unwavering endurance. And endurance fortitude develops maturity of character, approves faith, and tried integrity. And character of this sort produces the habit of joyful and confident hope of eternal salvation. Such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us, for God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You know, many times we go through um, our, our various trials in life and we wonder, oh my gosh, why am I going through this? How am I going through this? What does it mean? Remember, from the very beginning, God knew your life, knows your life, and knows where you're going. And we're not born with everything. So we have to be perfected in this life. We were born into sin, born into iniquity. There are things in us that are Uh, generational uh, things we've picked up over time, things that may have happened to us because we were damaged by uh, comments said to us in school or parents, you know, we've made vows to ourselves. Oh, I'm never going to do this, or I'm never going to let this happen. And that vow opens up doors and causes us to make decisions sometimes that may not be in Are either best interest, and or really according to the word and will of God. So what does God do? Because he knows our future, because he sees us, he wants to do a couple things in our lives. And the first one that he wants to do is show us who he really is, number one. Um, And by going through the various trials, We get to see and we get to know God personally. We get to know him as our deliverer. We get to know him as our provider. We get to know him as our savior. We really get to know him. But we also get those things burned out of us. How do we get to know Christ and get the character of God, the love of God, um, the patience of God birthed in us if we don't go through something or, or situations don't come our, our way to put into play what we say that we believe. So let's look at that again in James. I want to go to verse two. Consider it holy joyful, my brother, whenever you are enveloped in or encounter trials of any sort or fall in various temptations. Note very carefully, it didn't say the trial was good. It's talking about our response to the trial. If you get bad news, somebody dies, you're told you're going to get a disease, that's not good news. But the joy is our response to it. And that joy comes from the word. What does the Bible say? The joy of the Lord is our strength. Okay. And so we were learning what we need to do. So this verse is telling us, so we can approach it kind of like this. It says, if I know I'm going through a trial, and He's telling me to have joy, okay. So my joy is in what? Is in God. So now I'm working out my faith because now I'm trusting in what Jesus said He was, what He said He would do, and if He said that He would do it, now I can say, okay, now it's going to birth out what in me? The steadfastness, it's endurance. Why it says the proving of your faith. Faith is not arbitrary. It's not some idea in the sky. It's not something that we, you know, we picked up off of a shelf. Faith is our faith in what we believed in and what Christ said that he's going to do. It's our faith that God is a healer, that Christ and God, are, that, that they're a healer. It's our faith that they're providers. It's our faith that he's going to work it all out. It's our faith in what the word of God has said about who God is. Okay, that's what we're working out. It's not some arbitrary idea in the sky. It's standing on what we say we have faith in. It says, be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith, you are giving an account to what you said you believe. If you say that you believe something, if you say that you believe that or have faith that the chair is going to hold you up or that your friend is going to do what they say they're going to do, then you're not going to worry about it, are you? Your whole response is going to be very confident, very assured that, you know, I know that my friend's going to get this done. Why? Because I have faith. I have believed what they've said. And and we can even add more. I've known them for five years. It was It's not like them. I have experience with them. Well, our trials give us that experience with God. How will you know that God's your healer, your provider, your way maker, if you never have a way for him to make for you? If you're always doing it yourself. It's your money in the bank. Well, no, you praise God for the money you have in the bank that he gave you the faculties to have it because he knew that this uh, the situation that you would need that is going to arise. We always give everything back to God. Because we don't have to wake up in the morning with our with our right mind. We don't have to go to work. We don't have to have the the, the, the job that's going to allow us to have. Just think about it. Driving on the highway, you know, that. I was watching a medical show the other day. I was watching one of those shows, reality shows, about being in the ER, and they were talking about somebody's spine. And they had to literally keep this person um, immobile, so that they wouldn't move because there was a damage to their spine and they, their spinal cord, which really could have changed the uh, trajectory of their life because it could cause them to be paralyzed, not be able to uh, have any function in their body. It was their, 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 their spinal cord. And I thought, wow, God, how we take what you give us so lightly. We drive around in cars, bikes, we go fast, and never understanding that this body that in one in one aspect, is so tough, it's so fragile in the next, you see? But a trial will help us to know, God, you're my healer in that situation. God, you're my provider in that situation. It all goes back to him. But if we never go through it, we won't know it. He says the endurance brings out endurance. You know, with learning how to wait on God, learning how to trust God, learning how to trust God at his word and endure, it builds a muscle. You learn how to pray. You learn how to fast. You learn how to worship through that period of en- endurance will teach you these things. Endurance. So now when you go through a, a situation again in six months, in five years, you'll you'll be able to draw back and endure you'll be able to draw back and go through. Think of a marathon runner. They pace themselves. They pace themselves. They don't always come out the gate. And if they do come out the gate, they have a strategy. Okay, I'm going to come out the gate. I need to make sure I take the lead. And when I get this much of a lead, I'm going to start my pace like this. Whatever their strategy is, they have one. Just stay, You know, steadfastness, patience, uh, patience willing to just um, – to stand and, and go through and allowing things to happen in, in, our, in our lives with the way that they do. We always want to be able to stand, you know, and say that we were able to go through that situation. Uh, I want to uh, look up something real, real quick for you guys um, to really have a better understanding in regards to that, um, on that steadfast, it's firm, it's secure. You know, so now that we have the endurance, the the trial helps us become really secure in our faith. You know, I've had situations in my life where it's like, oh, my God, God, um, I'm at 11.59. I remember when I was in a situation, I didn't know where I was going to stay, where I was going to live. I mean, when I, I could not get any closer to literally have been on the street at that moment. And but I kept saying, okay God, I mean I'm your problem. You said, you said, you said, okay God, you said. And literally, ladies and gentlemen, I can honestly say, personal experience, I never knew what the next door was going to open, but the next door always opened at the, I mean at the very last minute, at the very last minute. Now it was trying, but I promise you, what it taught me when I began to go through situations after that, I didn't worry about it. Because God had proven himself. He proved himself. And then, my proving myself that I could stand, that I was proving what I believed. And that when, when we remember, we're living sacrifices, we're, we're, we're a, a living testimony to people. So, when people see us going through situations, they will see our steadfastness, they will see our security in our faith. Our security, that no matter what happens, God has me. No matter what's going on, God's going to provide for me. No matter no matter how God decides to heal me, I'm healed. I'm healed. That's a big one because many people in Christendom or in the world, they don't understand healing because sometimes people do die. But we have to understand the Bible is never contradictory. We always look at it in tandem and that there's a time to live, prosper, die, you know, all the things that it says in Ecclesiastes. So we have to also understand that God chooses to do how God chooses to do. And it's our desire to be in tune to the spirit of God. And there's a whole, you know, we can get into more teaching on that. But we want to be steadfast. We want to be secure. We want to um, really be fixed on what God said that we're going to be able to do, and then it goes on to say that we're going to be patient. Well, you know that's one word that many Christians we don't like to hear. That means we have to wait. We have to wait. It's our timing. All of these things are going to involve very often our attitude and our response in what we do. Okay. Now let's go over to um, verse four. We went to we talked about endurance, talk about steadfastness, uh, and play. It will do a thorough work. You know, once you've gone through any of these situations, unless you just choose to reject God, you will know the next time something comes up, slight or great, you know what, I'm good. It, It doesn't always take away the angst sometimes depending on the situation, but there's a resolve. You'll be glad when it's done. You may not like going through it, but you'll still learn how to give God glory. You're still going to learn how to uh, give God praise and worship him through the process. But there's really going to be a resolve, a resolve that says, okay, let me see. Lord, I prayed, I did, and I've done all that. I believe that you've called me to do that's my responsibility to work out my faith and being obedient. You know, I'm praying, I'm doing this. I've done all that you require. I'm obeying your word. And now I can rest. I can rest and go through the situation. I can rest and know that you have it. I can give you peace. I can have a sound mind. I can, I'm not wavering. I'm not doubting. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not in a level of angst that causes me to look, uh, uh, um, uh, negative upon what you're doing in my life And then we go on and it says um, and, and fully developed with no defects I mean, I love that You know, we think of anything defect There's no, it, it, there's a problem with it there's a, there's a problem You know, when we're going through those things in our lives There's no problem with it God has worked it out And we are sure There's nothing There's um, nothing how it's gonna work or when it's gonna work. And now when we go through more, we're learning how to exercise that muscle more and more as we move through our trials. But this there's one I wanted to talk about really as we get to verse um get to verse uh 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 five and six. It says if if any of you is deficient in, in wisdom, let him ask of, of the giving God. And we know that wisdom is really being able to take knowledge and apply it. You can have a lot of knowledge, but if you don't know how to apply it to your situation, if you don't know how to, okay, wait a minute, when the blessings, when the praises go up, the blessings come down. Okay, wait a minute. I I know to worship. This is what happens. So we can know the word. We can be very academic in the word. But if we are not going to apply the word, if we don't know how to apply the word, And that's when we go and we ask for wisdom. And wisdom, um, I love this definition. It says, um, uh, let me get, get it here for you, is used with reference to God. You know, it, it's not human wisdom. It's God's wisdom. It's our ability to to use a skill, practical method to get done what we need to get done. It's a, a proven or skillful and practical method to walk out. And to do our faith, what we, do we believe? What do we believe that Jesus did for us on the cross? What do we believe that that did? That is the faith that we're trusting in. We're not trusting in the moon, the stars, and the skies. We're trusting in the maker of the moon and the stars and the sky. And we're trusting that what they said, the faith that we took on, according to Ephesians chapter um, 2, verse 8 and 9, it's a free gift, the faith that we have. Is what we brought on. So that goes for our forgiveness. That goes for our giving. That goes for everything. If we say that we love God and don't forgive, what does the Bible tell us? That he will not forgive us. Why? Because we're walking out our faith. That means what God has given me, I'm now changed on the inside. I should be able to give it to someone else, which takes us to verse 6. Only it must be in faith that he asks with no wavering, no hesitating, no doubting, for the one who wavers, hesitates, doubts, is like the billowing surge of a sea that is blown hither and thither and tossed by the wind. You know, we as humans are going, depending on our situations, especially if they're dire, our doubt is, is in God. We never doubt God. We never doubt God, and and I, I went through situations where my, my faith, my my mind, because I had not gone through the things or situations, there was a doubt, but I never doubted God, and therefore I always spoke the word. If my mouth couldn't say anything positive or good, I spoke the word, and that's what I believe this passage is meaning. We don't allow our mouth to speak what we see. We let our mouth speak what the word of God says because we believe the word of God. And if we do not believe the word of God, that's where the doubting and the wavering, well, God, I don't know if I believe your word. And if you said, you're going to do it. No, 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 no. God, I believe your word. Now, my mind may not comprehend it in the sense of how and the why and the when and the where, but that's not for me to do. My faith is in your word that you said you would, and then you finish the sentence. What did God say that he was going to do? What did he say that he was going to do in his word? And we have to pray and get into the spirit and get that rhema. What is God saying to us in this situation? That's how we know to go through because God, through the process, he will begin to give us direction and understanding. Okay, turn here. Okay, go there. I even, I've met people that have gone through dire situations and God has literally changed their diet. Or they've been told, wear this, wear that. Don't say this. I've had God stop me in mid-sentence. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah for that. So we want to, when we're going through these trials, we're exercising our faith, prayer, fasting, worship, praise, you know, getting together with the saints. All the things that the word of God tells us to do in our practice. Now, when we go over to um, verse seven, we'll be able to get into that a little bit today. For truly let not such a person imagine that he will receive anything uh, he asks from the Lord, because you're not believing in what he said. It's kind of like the same thing. Um, uh, forgive forgiveness, and then don't forgive. Then what what can I do with 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 that? And then we go on to verse uh, eight. For being as he is, a man of two minds, hesitating, dubious, irresolved, he is unstable and unreliable and uncertain about everything he thinks, feels, and decides. If you can't make a decision, if you are going to believe God, that's what this is saying. At some point in your walk with the Lord, you're going to have to get to a place where you believe God. Believe what the word says. If the Bible says, I'll never leave you or forsake you, then guess what? When you're lonely, when you have situations in your life, guess what? He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. That's it. You can't doubt that. That's not a question. If the Bible says that I am your provider and you only have two nickels in your pocket and your rent is due, then guess what? He is a provider. What we have to stop looking at is, it is it going to look like us? Is it going to look the way we think that it should look? It may not. But if we're trusting and believing and working on our faith, okay, God, but you said, okay, God, but you said, what did we talk about earlier this year? God watches over his word to perform his word. God is looking for faith in the earth. Okay? Will he find faith? Will he? Will he find faith in you, in his word, as we go through? And then when and I'm going to go here. As we approach this season, many people don't believe in the last days. We've been talking about it for 50 years, 100 years. Oh, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. And he hasn't come yet. It doesn't matter. The word is still the word. And we can look at the word of God, have faith in the word of God. And it tells us and gives us a, a description and a depiction of what it looks like. And we need to be ready and, and have our faith intact. Because whether you're pre trip pro trip pre trip post trip or mid trip, the issue is are you ready when Christ returns and if you don't know how to exercise your faith, work your faith in trials, how are you going to work your faith if we if we have a a a national disaster or a financial crisis, and everything is wiped out? If we don't learn how to go through now when things are seemingly okay then how are we going to go through when trials hit devastatingly? We want to make sure that we put our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ. And it starts with a decision. Jesus, I'm going to make a decision that your word is true. I know it was written by man, but from the beginning of the book, you always desire to use man in the earth to bring about what you wanted to bring about. It's a decision to just believe God, period. When your employer says they're going to pay you a wage, do you go back to them and keep asking them what they're going to pay you? No, you believe them. So guess what? Believe God. Believe God. Believe his word. If you don't know Christ, I pray that you accept Christ as your personal Savior. Ask him today to come into your life, agree that you are a sinner, and agree to turn from your ways now that aren't getting you the joy, the peace, and the love you want and turn and love God. Hey, check us out on this coming Tuesday. Have a great guest. We're going to be talking about domestic violence. And then talk, check us out again on Thursday at 5.30 and Tuesday at 5 a.m. Pacific. I love you guys. Have a great day, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. I can be free, to see I can be free just in me. Yes, we did together. Oh my God. We snuggled. You're not getting up. Oh, we gotta go back and snuggle. We gotta go to the bed.